Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. We're going right into the word on today. And the Bible says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, Continue to make your, your, your wants known to God. Verse 7 says, And God's peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there are any virtue and excellence, and if there are anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. Practice what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me and model your way of living on it and the God of peace. Touch your neighbor and say, thank God for peace. Look at your neighbor and say, thank God for peace. Don't touch them, just look at them. Come on, thank God for peace. And the God of peace will be with you. You may be seated. We are talking about um, building a stronghold in God. Remember I told you on Wednesday night we were talking about strongholds, that a stronghold is a well-defended place or system. And we also, we talked about that there are There's a thing called a fleshly stronghold, and these are coping mechanisms, how we deal and handle with situations that we may be in right now. And so uh, a lot of our coping mechanisms are fear-based, and uh, we, because of trauma and tragedies that have happened in our lives, we have developed wrong mechanism systems or wrong coping systems, wrong strongholds. They are beliefs, they are patterns, and most of the old strongholds, they are lies from the enemy. And so as we are talking about fearless, we need to develop godly strongholds. Everybody say godly strongholds. Everybody say godly strongholds. Everybody say godly strongholds. Come on, say it one more time. Godly strongholds. There is something I want to talk about on today as we are developing uh, godly strongholds. I gave you some pointers on on Wednesday night. Uh, I think I gave you this before, but it bears repeating. I want you to write this down. Many of us who are Christians, we have peace with God, but our issue is, is attaining peace, the peace of God. Many of us, as Christians, we have peace with God, but our issue is having what? The peace of God. There's a difference. Peace with God is that you are saved and that you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But our problem is, 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 is that though we are saved, but the problem when, we, when, we, when temptations and things and tests and trials come our way and situations don't seem to be going the way that we would like them to go, that fear begins to rise up and that we don't have the peace of God. And so as we get rid of fearless and we develop Godly strongholds, we are developing peace with God. And guess what? You have to pursue peace. Everybody say, pursue peace. Say it with me, I must pursue peace. And how do you pursue peace? You do that by pursuing the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ. How do you do that? 
by pursuing what? Who? The Prince of Peace, which is who? Jesus Christ. And let's write this down too. So, I have peace with God, but my area, my issue is having peace of God. All right? I want you to understand that peace is the opposite of anxiety. What is that? Peace is the opposite of, say it again, peace is the opposite of anxiety. Again, you must pursue peace, and I do that by pursuing the prince of peace. Who must do it? Nobody can make you pursue peace. It has to be something that you want to do. All right? Uh, you need to write this down. I want you to write this down. I want you to write, my peace cannot be based on external circumstances. My God, today. We ought to be able to have peace in the midst of situations that don't look favorable. My peace cannot be based on external. If everything is good, then I have peace. If everything ain't well, I should still have peace. I have to learn to have peace. Amen. I got a situation right now. I told you Wednesday night that I'm dealing with right now. I am choosing to have peace. And though that thing keeps trying to come up in my mind and anxiety and worry still tries to come, let me tell you something. Just because you say with your mouth, come on here, that I'm no, go I'm no longer going to have fear and I'm, I'm going to be fearless, let me tell you again, that does not mean the devil will stop coming at you with situations and things that's going to make you anxious and worry and fearful but even in the midst of this I am choosing I am choosing everybody say I am choosing I am purposely pursuing peace even in the midst of the situation that I'm dealing with I am choosing to say God I thank you that you're going to work this situation out it doesn't matter how it looks I say God I thank you that you are Jehovah Shammah remember I gave you that name on Wednesday night that you are the God that is there I thank you hallelujah that you are Emmanuel you are the God with me hallelujah you told me in Hebrews 13 and five that you would never leave me nor forsake me so God I put you at your word that even though I'm in the midst of a situation of a circumstance I got God you have a track record and I begin to praise him and guess what and I begin to praise him and that thing begins to live but guess what by five minutes later that thing will come right back and guess what I got to keep doing it over and over and over and over again and by ten minutes later hallelujah I may feel I may feel good hallelujah but then that thing come right back 30 minutes later come on here then I gotta say God I thank you that you have a track record and that you've never you told me in your word in Psalms 55 and 22 that you will not let the righteous be moved come on here you won't let me slip fall or fail come on here and so I begin to quote the word back to God and that's what you're gonna have to do when situations keep popping up hallelujah and yet worry and that anxiety keeps trying to come up come on here somebody you've got to keep quoting the word and that's how Jesus when he was in the wilderness he began to whip the devil with the word. You cannot whip him with carnality, but you've got to whip him with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I can't hear nobody say nothing. You've got to quote the word back to your situation. You've got to quote the word back 
to your circumstances and though you may though they encounter around me hallelujah I got a greater power hallelujah and I got to be like Elijah told God he said God open up my, my servant's eyes there are more for us than there are those that are standing here uh, be with us in the name of Jesus and God will not let you fall he will not let you slip and he will always take care Psalms 23 and 4 says yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me thou rod and thy staff they come from me thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies so you're going to have to keep quoting scripture even when I was in my office that thing was rising up even while I was in my car that thing began to rise up. That negative meditation, that anxiousness and worry began to rise up. And I began to talk to myself, hallelujah, up under my breath. I said, God, you got a track record. Me and you, there's a song that Bethel, that Bethel put out and said, you and I, we got history. We go way, way back. I can't hear nobody say nothing. I wish you would touch, look at somebody and say, me and God got history. And that he's always come through whenever I need him. Hallelujah. He's always shown up. Uh, hallelujah. My bishop used to tell me, my bishop used to tell me, he used to say, he's the slowest man in the world uh, to always be on time. Uh, I wish somebody would type in the comment section on today uh, that he's the slowest man in the whole wide world uh, to always be on time. Uh, and I remember a song back in the Baptist church that we used to sing uh, that Dottie Peoples used to sing. She said, he's an on time God. Uh, yes, he is. Uh, I wish somebody would look at somebody and say, he's an on time God. Uh, yes, he is. So you're going to have to quote the word. It is the sword of the spirit. It does not mean that that situation is going to go away. You're going to have to keep quoting the word because I am, guess what I'm doing? I am pursuing peace. And every time I quote the word, when those negative thoughts start coming up, hallelujah, I am pursuing peace every time I quote Jesus because Jesus is his word. Come on here. So my peace, again, cannot be based on external circumstances. When Jesus was in that boat, y'all, with the disciples, they were fretful. Jesus was asleep because he was the prince of peace. You need to write this down. I must be okay and at peace with not being in control. If you're like me, and some of you probably are, you like to be in control. You like to control everything. And if you could, people. But I'm learning people are fickle. Situations are fickle. And you can't control people, and you can't control situations. But hallelujah, but you have to trust the God that's always in control. And that if he don't fix the situation, he will fix you within the situation. I must be okay and at peace with not being in control. Our problem is because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. When we are trusting God and when we take our hands off of a situation, we don't know what he's going to do. And sometimes God does not give you all the pieces of the puzzle for what he's going to do. And that's where faith comes in. 
is quiet. That's where faith comes in. So I must be at peace. Say it with me. I must be at peace. No, no, no. I must be okay and at peace with not being in control. Now, surely most of us, you will be tested because you said that. So there may be a situation even now that you're dealing with that you wish you could control, but all you got to do is say, Jesus, it's in your hands. Ain't nothing I can do. And that's what the situation that I'm, I'm in now, I'm like, Lord, there's nothing else to do. So I put it in your hands. And when you put it in the hands of Jesus, I promise you, he will always take care of it because you are totally trusting him now to deal with it. Amen? Here's another point I want you to make. I want you to write down. We keep fear, as I told you, I just told you, we keep fear from returning by worshiping our Lord in spirit and in truth. So all this week I've been rehearsing scripture, quoting scripture with the situations that I'm facing. I said, Lord, I begin to worship him. I begin to thank him. Because remember in Philippians 4 and 4, right after that, he said, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, go into worship, start thanking him for what he's already done and what he's going to do. Amen. So we, we keep fear from what? By returning we keep fear from returning by worshiping our Lord in spirit and in truth. Say it with me. I keep fear from returning by what? Our Lord in spirit and in truth. Slip over there in tongues. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost when that worry starts and that anxiety starts popping up. Because it begins to take your mind off of what you're dealing with once you slip into the worship and slip into thanksgiving. Amen? And I noticed as I was doing this this week and tonight, I mean last, last night and today, you know, I, I began to notice that as soon as I started worshiping and quoting scripture, that thing would lift. But then as soon as I come back out, it's, it's now go right back in. All right. But you're not going to defeat me, devil, because it is already, the battle has already been won. It's quiet in here. I asked you a question. I think I asked you that on Wednesday night. I don't know. I don't remember. Can we really be anxious for nothing? Somebody say what? Somebody say yes. But that doesn't mean we won't have anything to be anxious and fearful about. But what I am saying is that when those times come, when those times come, you got to get in the spirit. You got to quote that word. Amen. It is a choice. I'm finding out that it is a choice to choose to meditate on negative situations or to focus and choose to focus and meditate on the word of God. 
when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of those old strongholds, those old patterns, those old belief systems, when you get tired of, of dealing with those same situations and you, and, and, and you keep getting the same results, I can't hear about it. It's the definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing and think you're going to get different results. But when you get really tired, you will change. I want to back up just a bit. I want to back up. I want to talk about as I back up and then we're going to go back forward. I want to deal with this uh, something called phobia finders because you got to identify where fear entered. It's quiet in here. Before you can effectively deal with fear, you've got to go back to your history and see where did that spirit come from? Because at some point in our lives, that spirit of fear came in. It, it may have been through childhood trauma. It may have entered through the womb. You do know that we are more susceptible to spirits and other things when a child is in the womb. And depends on what your mother is dealing with at the time of conception and while she's carrying you. A lot of things can enter through the womb. Because you are connected to your mother through the umbilical cord. And every emotion that she feels, guess what? The baby feels it too. Phobia, everybody say phobia finders. So A, point A, you need to write this down. Point A, analyze your fear under God's authority and guidance. What did I say? Analyze your fear under God's authority and guidance. Meaning, asking Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what was the entryway for fear to come in? So that's point A. Now, under A, you need to write down number one. So you got A, you need to write down number one. Number one, I hope you're taking notes today because you're going to need this. Because after we get through teaching this, it is your responsibility to use these notes to help you deal with fear from this point forward. So number one, under A, identify all fear objects. What are you afraid of? You got to identify it. Are you afraid of people? Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? You got to identify it because if you can't identify it, then we can never get to the root of why you're scared. Number two, determine when you first experienced fear. You got to determine when you first experienced fear. Am I going too fast? All right, number three, what events preceded this first experience? So you're going to have some homework to do. I mean, you really need, if you really want to be done with fear and fearless, you're going to have to answer these. Number four, determine, listen, the lies behind every phobia.
So number one is identify all fear objects. What are you afraid of? Number two, determine when you first experienced fear. Number three, what events preceded this first experience? Number four, determine the lies behind every phobia. Part B, determine the ways you have been living under the control of fear rather than living by faith in God. B, determine the ways you have been living under the control of fear rather than living by faith in God. Let me say it again. Determine the ways you have been living under the control of fear rather than living by faith in God. And then under B, you're going to write a number one again. How has fear, A, prevented you from doing what is right and responsible? So you got B, you got one, and under that one, you're going to write A, B, and C. All right? So number one says, how has fear, A, prevented you from doing what is right and responsible? B, compelled you to do what is wrong and irresponsible. Let me go back to A. Prevented you from doing what is right and responsible. B, compelled you to do what is wrong and irresponsible. C, prompted you to compromise your witness for Christ. B, again, determine the ways you have been living under the control of fear rather than living by faith in God. Number one under B says... How has fear, A, prevented you from doing what is right and responsible? B, compelled you to do what is wrong and irresponsible? C, prompted you to compromise your witness for Christ? Number two under B, confess any active or passive way in which you have allowed fear to control your life. You got to confess it once you find the root. Number three. You got to commit yourself to God to live a righteous and responsible life. And part C, you got to prayerfully work out a plan of responsible behavior. You can go back and review this in your time. D. Determine in advance what your response will be to any fear object. So I'm already working on D for me. I am quoting scripture. Every time I feel anxious or feel worry or fearful, I'm beginning to quote scripture. So that is my response because that was Jesus' response when he was in the wilderness. You will have to go back later on. I'm going to say this prayer. Uh, you have to go back and catch it yourself. I'm going to say it, and you just, you just have to catch it later. So you got to analyze your fear, and here is a fear, here's a fear prayer that I want to give share with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you as your child. I put myself under your protective care and acknowledge that you are the only legitimate fear object in my life. I confess that I have been fearful and anxious because of my lack of true trust and unbelief. I have not always lived by faith in you. 
and too often I have relied on my own strength and resources. My God, I thank you that I am forgiven in Christ. I choose to believe the truth that you are. You have not given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Therefore, I renounce any spirit of fear. I ask you to reveal to my mind all the fears that have been controlling me. Show me how I have become fearful and the lies I have believed. I desire to live a responsible life in the power of your Holy Spirit. Show me how these fears have kept me from doing that. I ask this so that I can confess, renounce, and overcome every fear by faith in you, in Jesus' name. After you figure out how fear has entered, you need to pray that prayer and confess and renounce those fears that have kept you from believing God and believing those lies you've been believing all these years. Amen. Amen. Here are some fears I want to list. This is going to bust your bubble. Here are some lists of fears that may have been hindering our walk with God. Fear of Satan. Fear of divorce. Fear of death. Fear of not being loved by God. Fear of never being loved. Fear of not being able to love others. Fear of marriage. Fear of rejection by people. Fear of never getting married. Hmm. Fear of never having children. Fear of disapproval. Fear of embarrassment. Fear of, which many of us may deal with now, fear of failing. But Psalms 55 and 22 told you that the consistently righteous shall not be moved, meaning won't fail, won't fall, won't slip. The consistently righteous. Fear of being, oh my God. Fear of being or becoming homosexual or lesbian. Fear of financial problems. Fear of going crazy. Somebody said, I'm already at that point already. Somebody said, uh, Apostle, I've been locked up in this house all these weeks. I'm already there. Well, you can say that prayer by repeating that prayer. Rewind this, this live after we get through, and you can go back and rehearse that prayer. All right? Fear of going crazy. Fear of being a hopeless case. Fear of the death of a loved one. Now, let me tell y'all something. If, if truth be told, uh, so many people have been dying around me, just lost someone Friday night, just lost someone a uh, week before last uh, uncle died, aunt died Friday night. Uh, no, yeah, Friday night. Uh, lost daddy this year. And so when people start dying around you, it, it kind of just like, now wait a minute. Uh, I don't need nobody else dying. And so it kind of puts you in a fear mode, and you just, it's kind of, it starts making you worry. Who, who next? Who next? Who next? Who next? Who next? Who next? And so I've been, I've been covering everybody with the blood of Jesus in my family. I'm like, Lord, 
no more deaths. It's like my dad has started it, and then here comes a domino. We've been fine in the Gardner uh, family for a long time with no deaths, and it seemed like after he died, boom, 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 boom. And so when people start dying around you, loved ones start dying around you, it will, if you allow it, make you fearful. You're like, Lord, am I next? Who next? Who next? Lord, 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 Lord. And so you have to, like, "Mm -mm. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound, well, calm, balanced mind. Be anxious for nothing. But by everything, pray. Bible says man ought to always pray. We got so much to pray about now. People are dying now. People are dropping dead like flies. Every time I look on the news, somebody died. Every time I see on Facebook, somebody has died. And let me tell you something. You can be healthy, working out, and die. Everybody ain't dying by COVID. So fear of the death of a loved one, fear of the future. Everybody say fear of the future because you don't know. And just, you know, even the uncertainty after us coming out of quarantine, everybody's like, what, what, what's the future going to look like? What's the future going to look like? And so you have to be anchored in God, that God has got the righteous. He is going to take care of his people. It's quiet in here. Fear of confrontation. Everybody say fear of confrontation. Fear of being victimized by crime. Fear of, uh, of losing my salvation. Lord have mercy. There's actually people that, that fear that. Uh, fear of committing the unpardonable sin. Fear of specific people, animals, or objects. All types of fears. And the list goes on and on and on. So I want you to identify where fear entered. I want you to go through that list, and I want you to pray that prayer, and you can do self-deliverance on your own self, in your own house. Amen? And if you happen to shake and fall out and spit up, you know, just clean yourself up. Amen? Jesus' name. It's quiet. I mean, I know you can do self-deliverance, and sometimes you need other people to help you. Amen? All right, it got quiet in here. Don't nobody want to be delivered. I gave you some names of God, and can somebody rehearse back to me some of the names that I gave you? And what was the name that we was calling wrong all these years? Rofi. Jehovah Rofi. I was looking at a funeral yesterday, and the preacher was, he was just, and we call on Jehovah Rapha. I was like, oh, they don't know, they don't know, because we... We've always heard Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rofi. Everybody say Jehovah Rofi. Jehovah Rofi. What were some other names that I gave you? Jehovah Shammah. What does that mean? Jehovah what? What's that? What else I gave you? Jehovah Shalom means what? God of peace. Come on, give me another one. Jehovah Ori, which means what? The Lord my light. Come on here. Uh... Everybody say the true God. I'm going to give you some more applications 
And I want you to repeat everything that I say, and you're going to have to rehearse this. You're going to need this tool as well as we continue building strongholds for God. Uh, building strong. You're going to need to repeat this. You're going to need to uh, rewind this after, the, after this live today, and you're going to need to rehearse this. Uh, everybody say, the true God. You're going to need to know and renounce, you're going to need to renounce and announce the lies that the enemy has told you about God, and you're going to have to announce the truth about God. Did you hear what I said? I said you're going to have to what? Renounce the lies about God, and you're going to have to announce the truth about God. So say this with me. I renounce the lie that my heavenly father is. Say that. Distant and disinterested. I announce the truth that my heavenly father is. Intimate and involved. I renounce the lie that my heavenly father is. Insensitive and uncaring. I announce the truth that my Heavenly Father is. Kind and compassionate. I renounce the lie that my Heavenly Father is. Stern and demanding. I announce the truth that my Heavenly Father is. Accepting and filled with joy and love. I renounce that my heavenly father is passive and cold. I announce that my heavenly father is warm and affectionate. So what you're doing is you're tearing down all strongholds, and by announcing, you are building up godly strongholds. I got one more for you. I'm not going to give you all of them. I, ooh, Jesus, renounce the lie that my heavenly father is, say it, absent or too busy for me. I announce that my heavenly father is always with me and eager to be with me. Oh, I got to do this one. I renounce the lie that my heavenly father is never satisfied with what I do and is impatient or angry. I announce that my heavenly father is patient and slow to anger. And say this with me. I am the apple of God's eye. According to Deuteronomy 32 and 10. I am the apple of God's eye. So when the enemy starts bringing you these lies, you've got to combat that with the truth of the word of God. 
Are you understanding what I'm saying? Everybody say, God is with us. And God is with us means what? What was the name that I gave you? God is with us. Emmanuel. Say it with me. God is with me. Say it with me. God is with me. Say it with me. God is with me. Even now, he's with me. Some of y'all ain't said nothing. Even now, he's with me. Even now, he's with me. Even now, he's with me. Let me give you some more names of God. El Shaddai. Somebody say, how you spell Shaddai? Shaddai. S-H-A-D-D-A-I. El Shaddai. The Almighty God. He's Jehovah Sabaoth. Sabaoth. S-A-B. A-O-T-H, Jehovah Sabaoth, which means he's the Lord of hosts. One of my other favorite ones, names of God is Jehovah Rohi, which means he is my shepherd. Again, whatever situation, that's why God says, when Moses says, who shall I say send me? Because of the vastness of God and the bigness of God. He's, 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 he cannot be reduced to one name. Moses said, whom shall I say send me? He said, tell them I am. What is I am? Whatever I need to be at that time, that's who I am. So if you need peace, I am Jehovah Shalom. If you need defending, I am Jehovah Maganunu. Come on here. If you need me to be there, I am Jehovah Shama. Come on here. Holler back at your boy and say, he's always there. I'm going to give you another name. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord, my banner. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord. My banner. Uh, here's another one. There's one more I'm going to give you. I feel the Holy Ghost now as I begin to call these names. Jehovah Sikkanu. Now, that's a hard name to spell. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you spell it. It's, it's, my God, I got tongue tied. It's T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U. The T is silent like the L is silent in Salmon. It's not salmon. A sword is sword. The W is silent. Apostle. It's not apostle. It is apostle. All right? You get that? You be trying to say Jehovah Tsikanu. No, it's Jehovah Sikanu. The T is silent. All right? I'm sick of you. No, uh, Jehovah Sikanu. <laughs> All right. Now, those are the names of God. Can I give you some names of Jesus? 
Because what I'm doing is building your arsenal, your stronghold in God. You got the names of God. Now I'm going to give you some descriptive names of Jesus. You need to write this down. It's going to make you holler. Number one, the mighty names of Jesus. He's my advocate. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Amen. He's the anointed one. He's the apostle of our confession. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the beginning and the end. He's the deliverer. He's the faithful and true. He's the good shepherd, my God. He's the guardian of souls. He's the head of the church, my Lord. He's the heir of all things. He's Christ. He's the chief shepherd, my God. He's the chief cornerstone, hallelujah. He's the bright and morning star. He's the bread of life. He's the branch. He's the beloved. He's the beginning and the end. Come on here, I feel the Holy Ghost, my God. He's the high priest, my Lord. He's the holy one. He's the horn of our salvation. He is the I am. He is Emmanuel. He is the lamb. He is the life. He is the light of the world. He is the lion of Judah. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord of Lords and he is King of Kings. Come on here somebody. He is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. He is my Redeemer. He is the Righteous One. He is our Rock. He is our Fortress. Come on here. He is, hallelujah, our Truth. He is a Wonderful Counselor. He is a Mighty God. Come on here. He is our Teacher. Come on here. He is the Son of Man. He is the Son of God. He is our Savior. He is the, uh, the root and the offspring of David come on here hallelujah he is the living stone hallelujah he is the light of the world he is the oh my god hallelujah he is the great I am He is the true vine. He is the truth. He is our shield. He is our buckler. He is our fortress. He is our high tower. He is our strong rock of defense. He is my all in all. Somebody holler out the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you are whatever I need you to be. Whatever situation that I'm in, I can call that name. Come on, begin to worship him in this place. Come on, begin to slip those hands up. Begin to give him glory. You can't call his name and he not show up. Come on here. Wonderful counselor. True. Come on. Rock. Living stone. Come on. Chief cornerstone. The ones that the builders rejected has now become the chief cornerstone. Uh, come on here. Uh, come on here. Come on and slip those hands up uh, and begin to worship Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Jesus. He ain't dead. Uh, he's much alive. Uh, and he's coming back. Uh, he's coming back uh, to get out this church. Can't hear nobody. Uh, he's coming back for a church uh, without sprout or wrinkle uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, come on here. Uh, he's coming back for a church uh, without spot or wrinkle. Uh, he is Jesus the Christ. Uh, he is God. He was God. He is God. Hallelujah.
hallelujah he was God with us he was God with us he was God made flesh in Jesus come on here when he came it came in the earth realm we thank you Jesus I'm almost done I'm almost done I dare you to begin to write all of these names down and you get in prayer and begin to call these names. The overwhelming presence of Jesus Christ will begin to consume you right in your prayer room. And you thought you was going to pray something, but the magnificence, come on here, and the, and the greatness of his power and the greatness of his glory begins to fall, begins to consume you, and the cloud of glory begins to descend into your prayer room, to your prayer closet, and you can't even get up off the floor because when the presence of the Jesus, of our Jesus Christ enters the room, hallelujah, everything must bow, every knee must bow, hallelujah, every man be face down when the presence of Jesus, the Christ and the train begins to fill our rooms. Come on here. We cannot begin to stand, hallelujah, in the presence of our King. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Thank 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 you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.